You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, as you know, tonight is a fateful night, a night in which I am going to deliver a speech that has the cadence of an important speech, but delivers no useful information. This is my empty speech. Welcome you to the podcast. Hello. I think that's an apt description, not just of a scene in this movie, but of the entire movie. It's one long, empty speech at a very poor cadence. Hi, it's me, Wolverine. I'm going to give four speeches in X-Men The Last Stand, and none of them are worth watching. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All of them are like tropes, but like where they take out the part that makes it at least worthwhile. This movie was aggressively bad. Yeah, I'll have to give everyone a, a, a quick update uh, as we begin this episode. Um, typically, I try to come into these sessions as some sort of counterweight to Pogues's, um, uh what is it? What would you call it? Um, salty ass attitude. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm trying to bring that uh, that counterbalance. Tough love. I respect it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I feel like uh, there's no counterbalance. This one, we are. This whole this whole episode's gonna capsize because I had what I would call. A mediocre time trying That's to right, enjoy guys. this movie. <laughs> Get ready for some salty ass. Um, it's 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 not uh, it's not made any better by the fact that um, my boy Brett Ratner uh, was producing this one and mm-hmm. and working on this one. Uh, and and that during this episode, one of his many uh, uh, allegations against him took place, in which he outed uh, actress Ellen Page uh, as gay. Um, at a cast crew meet and greet. So. He is super cool, said no one. Shocked he still somehow works. I don't really get it. Like, I think he's like up to like three or four allegations, which seems like a high number to be innocent. I put innocent in quotes. Yeah, there was like six women got together and, and uh, collaboratively accused him of a variety of sexual assault and harassment uh, a, a, an employee of a tally agency accused him of rape um, and uh, and Warner Brothers dropped him after all that uh, and he was sued there's a whole bunch of shit so that sucks that really sucks <laughs> um, so I, I, I with that said I can sort of uh, feel good about uh, cutting loose on this uh, slow wet fart of a film um, we here yeah, not another it's... origin story have covered the other two films x-men well is it just x-men and then x2 then x2 yeah that's right uh and then i guess x-men the last stand also x3 well apparently there is it. no actual three in it because i looked it up it's just x x-men last stand so fair enough uh <laughs> The, the, the litigation of what this title is called is about as thrilling as this movie is going to get. <laughs> yeah, there are... Like... <laughs> look, I mean, look, I, there there's a variety of bad that we cover on this podcast. Um, we encounter uh, a, someone who made a movie and didn't care that much and was doing cocaine and didn't have a big budget and it came out kind of weird and bad. And then there's movies where someone had like a really complicated idea and no one edited it, so it came out really awkward and stilted and heavily cut down. Uh, and we cover bad movies where like um, just the shitty director like overdid 
his one like trademark style and to the point where it was obnoxious but this is like this is like they got a committee of studio execs together to write a script uh based on ideas they all separately had and then they just sort of jigsawed them into one movie well what what it yeah what it felt like to me was more like um they went to uh somebody like they went to brett radner whoever was like writing and producing this and was like all right we know we said we were going to make five five of these movies but we've decided to only make three just go ahead and cram all those scripts together and we'll see you later because i mean it's at least two separate movies possibly a third i'm not really sure but like it's the dark phoenix story sandwiched around them finding a quote-unquote cure for me uh joss whedon's gifted run of the astonishing x-men actually is exactly that plot which is where they lifted it from um which was a pretty critically acclaimed little like arc yeah. of 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 that of that uh that run of x-men they took yeah. like two well-known and well-liked story runs on x-men and took a shit on them and like used that to glue the two stories together and yeah, so it, neither one really gets anywhere and it's it's a bizarre, like I, I, I love this note when I was reading about like how it got put together because I was curious like how this script, uh, uh was slapped together because I was pretty confident I was correct in my assumption that it was like five guys throwing darts at a dartboard. But um, uh, the Brian Singer who did one and two uh was supposed to work on this but he backed out to do Superman Returns. Thank God, Brian. Thank you. Oh, you want to know what's insane? I, I talked about this in my lone minisode is. You yes. know why they kill X-Men, or X-Men, why they kill Cyclops right at the beginning of the movie? Because he left to go make Superman Lives. He has a role in it. He's Lois Lane's husband. That's what he All left right. this movie. He left basically, like, a, a quasi-leading role to be, like, a fifth-build person in a movie that a franchise that died instantly. Also, yeah. I, think, uh, I think, what's his name? The director also has a bunch of... Uh, Brian Singer? Yeah, doesn't he have a bunch oh, yeah. of, like... It wasn't he accused of assault by a number of underage men? Sure does. Is this um, like a fucking creep fest? Jesus I don't know. Christ. It's really I upsetting. Hollywood. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it bounced around. It was rewritten by a couple of people. All the people who worked on it have all since said, and I found like an entire like paragraph on this. All the people that that worked on it have since said, to some degree, that they regret like their choices with some of the characters, with some of the. Um, with some of the, the plot points, but by going with two stories, by not committing to either story enough to produce a convincing narrative. Yeah, so, and that plays out because, as Pogues had, had made clear, it's it's multiple weak stories uh, wedged together with, I think, and I think, I think you know what you're in for from the very beginning because the movie has, like, three of the strangest cold opens I've ever seen. <laughs> Okay, can we talk about the first cold open? Oh Which in God. the first 30 seconds, like, I was like, my first note just says, damn, de-aging technology has gone a long way. These motherfuckers look like wax statues came to life and are talking. It's so creepy. Look, just just Google Smooth Bernie. Uh, that's, that's what I saw when this was happening. There was a meme that went around recently where someone overly edited bernie sanders face in one of those like face tuning apps to the point where he doesn't have any wrinkles and it's like the weirdest most cartoonish thing and that's what the opening is like because they've 
they've they've tried to edit out the age but not the face shape of uh like uh of of uh patrick stewart um, yes ian mckellen and, and ian mckellen yeah and it's, it, it's their heads bob in a weird way they look like they're right off of like the Polar they look like Express. they're dead and they're weakened and burning oh, them. God. and yeah. it, i mean like it and it looks like they're cadavers. Like somebody's put like a yeah, lot of makeup it. to make them look younger. It's so unnatural and creepy. It reminds me of the young Leia they tried to pull in. in Which Rogue looks at least okay. I mean, it's more like the bad uh, young. It's the rough like, draft of that. It's like the Tarkin where they were just like, "Well, I guess let's yeah. keep showing a, a close-ups of a man who is clearly not a real human being, and hope nobody notices that there's a difference between a CGI person and a totally real person." It's like Jesus, just, man! Like, it looks like they just put like baby o- ba- baby oil over like a like a clay recreation of Patrick Stewart's head. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's also like whatever they did, they look like they're being lit from the inside, like they're mm-hmm. ET or something. It's so <laughs> gross. It's like the beginning of two thousand one Space Odyssey, where there's like that embryo in space. Ah, it it was so unnatural that I paused it and I was like, "What the fuck, man, is going on? This is." Ah, yeah. I'm not okay with this. But that all that work is just to show that these two guys used to be friends. They met a young Jean Grey, who they thought was pretty powerful. And then that's not talked about. The whole Phoenix thing isn't talked about for like another hour. So that, for someone watching the movie for the first time, that that doesn't seem to have any prevalence towards the plot. And that is the, the, yes. that is the precedent to the next sequence... If, if you had, like, if you had never read the X-Men comic and you had no idea what the Phoenix Saga and Dark Phoenix was, if you were watching this in a theater, you'd be like, oh, all right, this movie's going to be about Jean Grey. Oh, wait, what? And then she doesn't show up for, like, 30 minutes. You can't cold open a character and then not show them again. Yeah, it's crazy. And all, of that, all of that happens, and it's not really giving you a taste of what's to come. It's not a setup for any any kind of themes in the movie, really. But then it moves on to one of the most upsetting things to do right before you roll your poppy upbeat credits, which is the cut to <laughs> cut to a young Ben Foster trying to use a cheese grater to grade off <laughs> yes. the wing the wing stuff. Which his wings appear to be just like starting of bony protrusions from his back that for some reason have like down pillow feathers, like the cartoon feathers yeah, that are in yeah, like yeah, a yeah. pillow, where I was like, yeah. hey, how are these connected to his body? But but he's shaving them off, which is a pretty grotesque piece of body yeah, work. It's not and great. He, and he's like sobbing as his father comes barreling into the bathroom and realizes who he is. And then we fade into like <laughs> which i gotta say if you're like a dad and you hear like your son in the bathroom and he's been in there for like an hour and he won't come out and you break down the door i think uh, you'd be psyched to find out he was just a mute <laughs> yeah You're like oh thank god i didn't walk in on you like you know romancing your nether region <laughs> storing cocaine off of your own erection uh yeah. <laughs> a variety just... of things a variety of things could, could go wrong um yeah. No. And, and also, again, too, like of all the I, mutant powers, is having angel wings like that shitty? I feel like that's look, a pretty look, good. <laughs> mutant I have power. The exact, I, that's in my notes because later on when we meet uh, the full-on grown-up Warren Worthington of the second, um, it's an it's an adult cut as fuck Ben Foster who's like, yeah, I just gotta get rid of these. I'm like, I'm like, dude, Warren, Warren, you are a super hot rich dude with giant angel wings. You will do fine. You were like 82 ty- different types of fetishes. <laughs> yeah, Why are you, were... you all of a sudden like, I should probably. And his dad, were... like, 
And even if you're like, again, like your dad hates mutants, it's not that shitty. I mean, it's not like you're like, oh, I'm, I'm a lizard man. You know, right. it's like Mwah. because what's his name? Uh, uh, the the guy for the 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 guy from the uh, shit. He's like the major villain from the first movies. His son, I think, in canon, like was born with like multiple limbs and like uh, well, his his uh, son murders, or something. His son in in the movie, I don't know, I don't really remember this character's origin in the comics. In the movie, his son uses his mental powers to have his wife. Like, oh, I he, he drives her to commit suicide by I taking forgot. a drill to her head. So it's like, that's a legit reason to not like mutants. Like, that's a pretty strong... Like, if you gotta have a reason for prejudice, that's not bad. This dude's like, oh, my son looks like what is, you know, the world over associated with the perfect beings. Yeah, the like, angel. Oh, he looks like an angel. angel. Everyone hates angels. Dude, be, that TV be, show was on forever. He'd be blowing up on Tumblr, you know what I mean? Like, he would just oh, be whole yeah. pages dedicated to him. There's that no dude would be at, like, boring. every Victoria's Secret, like, catwalk yeah. thing. Just being the literal angel they're all around. I mean, like, and he, like, again, too, he's, a, like, a millionaire, billionaire. Who yeah. gives, like, you're super rich, man. You would have super angel power, wings grafted to you. Wings, wings are only your secondary power. Your first power is being white and rich, my friend. You're in the clear. There's no yeah, reason to worry about it. There's no down road for you. Which, by the way, is annoying because the whole X Men thing is that it's it's an it's you know it's a it's a metaphor for a lot of like the downtrodden uh, different you know it was it was definitely in a couple of specific comics a direct allegory to being black like it's meant to be like a real problem but yeah I love that they make them so cool like I mean yeah I mean like some of them have like legit problems like Rogue being like I don't want to be a mutant anymore sure it's like yeah I totes get that like not being able to touch another person even some of the ones that sucks. are in uh Magneto's little band of mutants like the guy who's all spikes like that's not yeah the that's porcupine guy porcupine guy that's not great or can bone talk, guy can we talk about Mero? some of the <laughs> shitty fucking mutant powers in this movie <laughs> there's porcupine guy which I gotta tell you porcupines are pretty easy to kill like I mean he's just an ordinary person you could just shoot him at a distance. Yeah, like, I mean, so that power blows. But he's not even the worst. Kid whose power is to blink and turn on electronics comes back. Good to see he hasn't failed out of the Xavier school <laughs> from X2. I was really worried he was doing bad in PE, but... I mean, he must be I, like, uh, what's his name? The guy who knows all the languages and that they eventually say he's a hacker because he knows computer languages. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, in my mind, I was like, really, you guys didn't like give this kid another thing? And then there's the kid whose power is his finger is a big pen. That's also a fucking shitty mutant power. Cypher is his name. Sorry. Um, but but yeah, I know there's a but especially when they're in that then, group, that group. Like, yeah, when they're in like church. the abandoned church, that they decided yeah. to have a meeting in. I guess they couldn't rent a rec center. But the There's one guy shows guy up and he's really fat. Guy. That's his mutant power. Is he can just become fat? That's not a mutant power, dude. That's just called a poor diet. Like that was such a shit. I was like, this is like the most garbage. Why would you ever walk around as fat too? Like as a dude most... who's like a little overweight. I'm chubby. I would not choose to be that if I could be like. I guess I can just look felt as fuck. Uh, the, the the only thing I can try and figure out too is that. Even the ones that have cool powers do not have any idea how to use them. That's not a problem in a lot of these films, but it's really a problem here. Because, like, Storm, arguably one of the most powerful people on screen in most of these fights, all of her all of her moves in this in this entire film boil down to a spin. Yes, a which would be, like, spins. the least effective way to hit somebody, because spinning makes you dizzy. 
Storm, you, you've got regular arms, my dude. You've, you're oh, just well, a just regular... How about <laughs> like, this, Storm? Lightning. You have lightning, a thing which kills people. <laughs> like, pick up, pick people aren't legit excited to be struck by lightning. Magneto sees lightning bolts forming above him. He's like, oh no, that's that's not something I can deal with. <laughs> yeah, or it's just like a tornado. I get he can control magnetism, but really strong winds still fucking blow, even if you can control magnetism. But the fact that the only move she does in a fight in this entire film is she clears out some fog at one point. She uh, makes some fog, I think, in another she point. She makes some fog at another point, and then she does like the jumps in the air and spins into a lady, and that's it. And then like, like at one point blows deal. some people back. Yeah. Three to four feet. It's really frustrating. Um, apparently, but Halle the, Berry was was looking to quit this film um, and not be part of it because she felt her character was not evolving any longer. Uh, which is you also, mean since the franchise started? <laughs> also true, Hallie. Um, but then she decided. But then they decided that to do the whole sequence with her sort of taking over for Xavier, which is fine because that happens. You know, it's, it's yeah. a cool idea. I'm not. Against I feel it. like too that was like a moment where Patrick Stewart was like, "Ooh, guys." I gotta peace out. Like, I got another role. Can you just kill me off real quick? Because his death serves basically no purpose whatsoever. His death is only slightly less, like, irrelevant than Cyclops. Like, Cyclops is dead and everybody's like, that's a real brummer, man. Like, nobody gives a fuck. This dude's been with him at this school since he was, like, 12. And, like, no one grieves. No one's that upset. It would be, like, it's just so weird to me. And they're just yeah. like, yeah, the one person who's upset is Jean, and she killed him, and I guess now she has a separate personality that for some reason picked a really dumb name. Um, something that happened at the beginning that I think set the tone for how much I was not going to like this film is that it seems like they were almost trying... The script is written... I don't know if they have like someone who punches these scripts. That, like Someone writes the, the core story, and then someone comes in and elevates the dialogue or adds jokes or whatever. Because whatever that second part is, it didn't happen. Because the dialogue is so basic. Like In the scene you were just talking about, where Xavier is trying to talk Gene, a, 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 an almost Dark Phoenix Gene down, he doesn't have anything to say. This is the exact moment that yes. like, a big speech would be incredible. But all he does is he rolls up to her and says, and I, 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 I could probably quote the dialogue, it was like, Gene, you're out of control. I'll fix it. Gene, come on! It's me, uh, Xavier. Yeah, hell, let's do it. Ah, dang! And just like, and then like while she's killing him, his big moment is, Gene, don't let it control you. Thank God this guy is not like working at a uh, suicide hotline. He would have the worst percentage of saves. Yeah, he gives her nothing. He basically, and also like when he shows up and Magneto's there, he doesn't think maybe I shouldn't bring this guy in with me. No, (laughs) this guy who's clearly here to just try to and then like magneto sees her basically disintegrate a human being and is like i think i can still i think i can still handle this i got this guys this is exactly exactly no problem when they when when she joins him in the woods he has no argument she asks him why should i not just stab you with these cure needles and just walk away and he's like i want she says what do you want and he says i want you to be yourself i just was like Bitch, I'm already doing that. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what? Why not murder all of you? Like, I'm like... Because at this point, she should should either be very evil uh, as Dark Phoenix or, like, more of, like, a Dr. Manhattan where she's she's beyond all this, right? She doesn't give a shit if mutants and, 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 and humans kill each other. She's too powerful. Who cares? But she hangs out with Magneto and just sort of, like, 
lingers behind him in every scene up until the very very end and the thing i love about the mutant gathering scenes is the fact that he's gathered all these mutants and they're gonna they're gonna you know rage against the machine or whatever they're, they're gonna go uh-huh. and they're gonna do all this he's got them all together and where does he bring them into like a hippie tent town <laughs> like these are the most powerful mutants you couldn't find at least an abandoned hotel to squat in. They're just living in the middle of the woods in like these really shitty tents. Who would show up and be like, "Yeah, we are the superior race." Oh, we don't. You guys couldn't get plumbing. Yeah, it's not an option. This is a real clean operation. Um, it was like the it was like the fire fest guy put on the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the evil mutant brotherhood. Yeah, that's incredible. You're totally right. Um, but. Uh, uh, what I was trying to say earlier is that a, a good reason that I knew that I wasn't going to enjoy this film is that when they when they arrive, uh, uh, when we get sort of past those weird cold opens we mentioned earlier, we end up in this new sequence, which is them in the danger room. You don't know it right away, but we all know it. Um, yeah. But but it was almost as if they, they wrote this being like, well, we have to remind everyone who these characters are. So each of them uses their power once and says out loud like what they do but like, in a way that it's kind of confusing because at first i forgot that uh what's her name uh ellen page is kitty pride and so when she grabs bobby and the thing just goes through him i was like all right it's the danger room and then i realized like several minutes later that she was kitty pride <laughs> like i had oh, no right. idea she had done it because i wasn't really i mean i'm gonna not lie i was kind of checked out while watching this movie but I also enjoyed is that some at some point during the danger room sequence, which again is basically like a school, like a class. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wolverine. Wolverine decides to go kill the fictional robot, which is just strange to me because they've programmed this. So, what? He doesn't but, but, need to do that. Like, what I love is like, them. it's basically going into your final, and the teachers you're doing it and you're like oh this one's tough and your teacher just comes up and starts answering the questions yeah, yeah it really defeats sense. the purpose of the class um but also at some point wolverine like jumps behind a car as like the uh the sentinel shooting at him and he like <laughs> he looks down and he's like ah oh, my last cigar he got it and i was like uh <laughs> you're just in a room my dude and then he gets thrown somewhere off screen and i'm like it's just a big round room like it's not that big where'd you go but the thing that's like really weird about it is it just like this whole scene is set up and it's supposed to be because they're like the not too distant future so i think they were hoping that like uh the audience who went who knew the x-men comics would be like oh this is gonna be like days of future past as if they hadn't seen a trailer that had already explained when the movie takes place but they try to set this up, but I don't care. And like you said, it's just full of gag moments where like he lights his cigarette off of a burning car. Yeah. It's really dumb. And then the whole... Also, the fact they put Colossus in this movie and multiple times he's like in a fight and it only turns to metal right when something's about to hit him. If you could be metal, you would always be metal, man. <laughs> Like, I would if I had that power, I would drive in my car in metal just in case I got hit by something. I would want to always be impervious to harm. Yeah, you're right. There'd be no reason to constantly turn it on and off. It's like people that only load their gun just before they go to shoot in a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. They only, they only pull back like the the slide when they're about to get into a fight, and I'm like, 
how'd you get all the way here with that gun not ready to shoot (laughs) or the people who are constantly cocking shotguns which would just be ejecting the shells yeah 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 uh yeah Um, but that whole scene was very pointless and i think it's just supposed to set up that scott's sad but i don't really care because i don't really remember the x-men 2 that well like when this started i was confused i was like oh that's right she died at the end of x-men 2 yeah i mean there was some loss from having not watched or particularly been like a a a terribly big fan of the other ones uh even though they were marked markedly better than this one um but yeah, yeah, the emotions that are expressed, if you can call them that, in these first couple of uh, these first couple of sequences are all just like it's as if someone, you know, in a script you have to sort of write down some like base descriptions of your characters. Like here comes Cyclops; he's uh, the leader, but he's he's experiencing some grief. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like they read that and said, "Oh, that's good dialogue. We'll just use that." And it's like <laughs> he just yeah. I, I, Half his lines were him just turning on being like, I'm experiencing grief, and then like storming off. Like it, it, It's so... The dialogue basic. in this movie is terrible, and there's a scene where I realized they just didn't give a fuck, is when um, Professor Xavier is explaining what's wrong with Gene, and he just basically is like, here's what happened. I found her. She had some really strong power that she didn't know how to control, and that power, for some reason, developed a split personality, so I locked it away, and now it must have woken up, and that's what Satan... He is explaining just in, like, a complete line with no emotion, no, like, no general, like, syntax. He's basically just reading a description of, like, as if, like, he's reading the notes to explain to the actors how she's still alive. It was... I was like, man, they really didn't want to explain this in any other way? Just have a dude deadpan to the camera explain it? He might as well have been like, it's 1994. What happened is, we've come back. I mean, it was just crazy. I mean, all the dialogue in this movie is really, really uh, bad. But and, and it, so it, much it, of it was just straight exposition, or like you said, people yes, being see people saying, said, I'm sad. It's frustratingly bad, because, you know, watching, like, The Room is, like, it's bad because it's, like, bizarre, weird dialogue that doesn't feel human. This is just, like, it felt lazy. Every time a yeah. character came on screen, they just... It felt like first passes. Yeah, they spoke their emotion out loud, and then the person went, meh. And then they just, like, they they would just move on to the next scene. Like, there was just nothing, there was no connection between two characters. And and this, these series, if they've done one thing, is is do emotion kind of well. Um, Namely, actually, often with Rogue, she was a real core part of, like, the the heart of the early Yeah, and they cannot write her out of this movie quick enough. Yeah. Again, Anna Paquin must have been, like, starting True Blood or something. Was like, sorry, guys, I can't stick around your shitty movie. But, um, like, another point where you realize, like, they have all this emotion they could use. And in, in the scene where they're in that church and Magneto's talking and that girl's like comes up and she has all these tattoos that I guess say that she's a mutant, even though I don't really understand. Yeah, what's how the deal with that? But, but she was like, where's your tattoo if you're proud of being a mutant? And then they just like casually throw in that Magneto survived the Holocaust. And then they just breeze over it. Like, wait, what, <laughs> as if like, it's like when he pulls that out, they should all be like, oh shit, right. Yeah. He lived through probably one of the worst examples of, you know, the probably the worst example of prejudice in the world. The attempted genocide of an entire race of people, systematically. Oh, but how come you don't have a fucking mutant tattoo, old man? You know, it's just, it was so bad. And they just threw it in. They're like, ah, oh, Holocaust. All right, well, you guys want to go help me find a mutant? Yeah, what irritates me about 
uh, a lot of what we get from this point on with with Magneto is I I've said this before in other podcasts that I've always been a particular fan of Magneto as a villain because of the fact that he has a real and you have a lot of empathy for what he's been through. Um, and so when people are discussing things like in this one a quote unquote voluntary cure, um, you would understand why he would. Ex- like explicitly not believe the government is has his best yes it, it, he, he almost gets to it in that church scene he's like i've yeah. seen what happens and then they just sort of undercut everything he's saying and i was like come on guys you got it you have so much material right here this is what's Th- killing me that's what made magneto such a great character in the comics is the reason he's the way he is is because he's he's seen what happens when people irrationally hate another group of people and that's and, why and, he's so militant and this setup from gifted is the perfect premise for a movie that, that they totally squander because the idea it's almost like they're setting up like a civil war scenario because you have magneto who has a clear reason not to trust any kind of government actually a clear reason not to trust human beings full stop and then yeah. you've got storm who obviously believes in like the peace between mutants and humans but definitely does not uh, on board with some sort of cure as she makes very clear in this film with some decent lines but then you've got a uh, beast uh, who is a more diplomatic. He's he's more invested. He's more stepped into the human world, and he, well, is obviously upset by the idea. I think the movie implies that he kind of sees some value in it because there are mutants whose lives are horrible. Yeah, where, where it would be beneficial because some mutants have terrible. Or, or you know, the idea is too. The X Men know that. For example, like a Magneto-like person, a person who is like a super high-level mutant and who is not a quote-unquote good guy. Like you would be like... It's maybe genocide. Yeah. yeah, maybe there would be an idea where, yeah, sometimes people need to be cured of their mutant powers if they're not going to use them well. Right. And this is an interesting discussion that the movie then decides not to have. No. Because, it, the, because the finale of the movie is just like Magneto shows up to kill him kill the kid and they just go well we don't want you to kill a kid end of movie uh and and here's the thing that gets me (laughs) sucks magneto through the movie even during like the dumb scene where when uh, mystique gets demutinized or whatever she gets cured yeah he abandons her because now she's human which is really stupid wouldn't be something it's not it's not his motive he's not like he's not like just like I, I think humans are an inferior race. This yeah. is literally the opposite of what he's doing because he's a uh, Holocaust survivor. Yeah, like they, they're building him up to be the people who are like, oh, mutants aren't a race. So when she becomes human, he's like, oh, you don't matter anymore to me. It's like, no, that's not his stance. His stance is that mutants should rule humans because mutants like deserve to be protected and he's not going to let anybody kill mutants the way people tried to kill the Jews when he was a kid. And that's, like, his whole thing. Not just to be like, well, you're all, like, all humans are now worthless to me. But the thing that gets me is that's his big thing in this movie. Is they set up, it's like, oh, he only cares about mutants. His plan is to go and murder this kid, not rescue him. Also, they already have developed the cure, fuckhead. It's a medicine. They don't, they can't possibly be still taking stuff from this kid to create the drug. They've sequenced his DNA, is what they said. Yeah, and they Also, how is it legal for these people to keep a kid in the locked room? (laughs) They've already loaded it into like guns and stuff. Yes, which they, if they're which are if which are found off site because yes. one of the guys in the prison break has one. So also we now that, know that the cure is fucking everywhere. That that's what also gets lost. Me. They they have these like super dangerous mutants, right? And they're in a vehicle that they're just driving around, which is like the worst prison idea ever. But 
If that's your idea and you have the cure, why didn't you just shoot all of them with the cure when you found them? Now, now they're just regular prisoners. Let let people try to break them out of jail. They're just schmucks now. Yeah, you know, know why would you if, if the juggernaut is so dangerous you can't even let him move? Why not just cure him? It's not you, you're clearly violating all of their like human rights by locking them up in a moving prison. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. keeping a prisoner chained with their hands above their head is extremely i mean they would eventually like their arms would like your blood couldn't get to it it would cause all sorts of like horrible health problems and they're they're cruelly treating these people why not just cure them and then lock them up like normal and you could have gotten away with like a scene where like they discuss oh we've captured these these dangerous mutants um and and then you cut to you know uh 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 beast being like well uh, you're not authorized to use the cure on them it has to be voluntary you know what i mean like you, you could easily like have a scene like that but they don't have a scene at no point do you believe that the the american government is doing anything good like you know what i mean there's no like twist um it, yeah it's it's it, it's such a cool setup that they just decide is no longer a plot they want to do and instead they want to shift over and just watch gene have a meltdown at the end of the movie as some sort of like uh, uh big big boss that they can bring in at the very end to make the last, the last third act exciting. It's, it's a huge waste of an opportunity from this movie because again, I liked the concept uh, that they were setting up in the early part. I wrote, I made a lot of notes. I'm like, this is, this is amazing. Like they've had three different characters of different groups making different choices on this very like troubling issue. Like you have a cure. Some people want it. Some people don't. Some people see the ones that want it as being traitors. Some people that, you know, see the ones that, wanted to get rid of the cure as being like uh as being anarchists like it's a, it's very interesting but um it is for interesting for about 15 seconds <laughs> yes which is then like abruptly cut away and and the problem is i i, I know we're like 30 minutes in so it's a bad time to do it but there are like there are good qualities to this movie um the like i said before this the, the setup and some of the time we spend sort of deciding the morality of the cure i think is super interesting um and even though we don't spend a lot of time on it, like watching these groups form, watching people uh, use their fear to guide their judgment, it's very, it's a very curious section uh, that that doesn't um, unfortunately pay off. But the casting, of course, is still pretty good in a lot of places. Like obviously, Hugh Jackman is still a great Wolverine. Um, Ian McKellen is still a great Magneto. Patrick Stewart is still a great Professor X. Um, fucking Kelsey Grammer, man, it's a killer cast. I, can't, I mean, he's not used, like, great in this film, <laughs> all told. But, man, do I love him as Beast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He He's, like, he was... And I remember when this movie came out, there was, like, a big push that they were, like, Kelsey Grammer should be Beast. And they do a decent job with him. But, again, any sort of interesting... Like, there's a small scene where they're debating whether or not a cure is worthwhile, and it's maybe 30, maybe a minute and a half to two minutes of, like, an almost two-hour-long movie. And so it's such a waste because I think there could have been something interesting there, like you said, and really had some sort of dynamic. And then Rogue leaves to get the cure, and you're like, oh, they're probably going to go and save her. Because I couldn't remember this movie, and I was like, I think the cure is actually killing them. Which I think is the story one of the stories from the comic at one point there's a group that claims that they have a cure for mutinism and when the mutants show up they just kill them they inject them they give them a lethal injection and it's yep. like they're it and it's like a, i think you know so i was like oh i think that's what happens which was not the plot but while watching it it was just they just kind of were like oh she went to go get it done i guess she got it done and 
when she shows up to the thing i thought was weird was like she's in line with a bunch of regular looking people i don't know i guess they just didn't want to have the budget to like make people look like but of all the people who would be going to get it done it would be there's tons of like weird looking mutants like beast would i'm sure probably prefer to look like an ordinary person than to yeah, be the, a, a blue wolfy guy there's, so it's, there's, it's just weird yeah it, it, it is pretty bizarre um but because i mean like, if you were magneto why would you ever want to get rid of your powers like no one yeah. knows you have them and, and, and they, even wolverine other than his stupid facial hair which i don't think is a power i mean he was more obsessed in the earlier movies with just knowing more about who he was he doesn't he yeah doesn't particularly, so i mean you know. it was just sort of weird and then i started to realize midway through this movie where i was like i don't think the people who wrote this movie know anything about the x-men i think they were given like a press release that was like oh Iceman goes to school and he has a rivalry with pyro his power is he can create ice and like that was it because tell me if this if you notice this and this might just be me being nick nitpicky which i'm sure you guys have never noticed in almost 100 movies but the x-men are in new york city like that's where they're at they're in upstate new york that's where charles xavier's school is the climax of this movie takes place in san francisco but they everyone seems to travel from new york to san francisco in about 12 minutes <laughs> including a man who can only fly as fast as a bird he shows up at the same speed a jet flew and i could not figure it out because like magneto is in the woods he has to be near new york because wolverine just drives his motorcycle out to him and then shows back up at Xavier's school within minutes, and then they fly away, and I'm I could not figure it out. I was I just I was like, oh man, I don't think these guys know where Xavier's school is. I don't think they knew who any of these characters are, and that's why they're all just so one dimensional. Is it's just somebody who's like, yeah, I saw the first movie, I got the gist of it. Yeah, that's what I meant when I said like it. It seems like they just got a cast of committee members to put this movie together because yeah. someone knew some stuff to put in some of these characters that were added, but. Many of them were just, um, yeah, were just like were just haphazardly thrown in because of someone read just the first line of the Wikipedia entry for yeah, them. Because one of my favorite parts is is when uh, Ellen Pate, when Kitty Pride is talking to uh, Iceman and she's sad and everything. She's like, "Well, I just kind of miss being home. I miss the first snow." It's like you're in upstate New York. It, it's going to snow. It's yeah, clearly right. just not winter. Like unless you're from another part of the world where it's winter now, like, you were in a state where it snows all the time. And that's when I realized I was like, I don't think these people realize that where the school is supposed to be located. Because in the other movies, it's it's in New York in the first one. I'm positive of that because the climax of the movie takes place in the or in the Statue of Liberty. So it's just very weird. I was like, oh man, this is crazy. Nobody has read this this script, and that's why like. When Magneto showed up and he was like, we're going to kill the boy. I was like, wait, what? I thought he was going to be like, we got to free him because he's a prisoner of humans. No, he he wants to murder this kid who's literally done nothing wrong. He's a child. He has no say what people are doing to him. His mutant power is not offensive except for against other mutants. Also an incredibly useful enemy or uh, uh, ally. Yes. It, it could help you control Dark Phoenix. It could help you uh, uh, eliminate your, 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 your And see, uh, that would have made enemies. way more sense if he, like, convinced Jean to be like, oh, we're going to go there to stage a thing, and we're going to... And really, all he wants is the kid to make her him stand near Jean all the time so she can't use her powers. Yeah, like, then it would be, be like, oh, that makes sense. It would... And then, yeah, but instead, he just shows up, and he wants to murder the kid, and 
it was just one of the many parts where I was just like, this is really dumb. Like, it just so, doesn't... It's just a scene for something to happen. Uh, I couldn't stop writing this one note. I wrote it four times without realizing. I wrote over and over, over fuck me, Pyro sucks. Pyro yes. sucks. Because let me ask, when these movies come out, people, a lot, a lot of big fans of these films, like, identify. You know, I saw some guy who was just this massive Wolverine fan who met Hugh Jackman and he was losing his mind. I saw people like going nuts over, you know, uh, Magneto or whatever. But can, can you imagine, is there possibly anyone out there who digs Pyro? There's I don't even no think the way, actor right? who plays him cares. <laughs> like, he is so lame. I mean, the character is non-threatening. He's um, basically a character from the OC who has like a lighter attached yes. to his arm. He's just a whiny <laughs> yes. high school kid God. with like feathered hair. I, I could not... I couldn't wait for him to get off screen every time he was on screen. When they brought him back, I was like, this is the character of all the characters. And Magneto keeps him... Magneto keeps him really close as if he's yes. like a treasured ally, and I could not figure out why. As if he's like his son or something. I know. It's so bizarre. He's got so many more useful, um, useful fucking uh, uh, mutants. I also loathe how... Not only how how much Magneto by the third act has no semblance of his own like his own manifesto his own sort of like yes. moral compass but not only that but he has no tactics i mean there's nothing helpful about bringing the bridge all the way to alcatraz yes and he brought way too much of it <laughs> and, and there's no reason to do it and he seems to connect the river like he cro- like he seems to b- put the bridge down so that the so that like the mainland is connected to the island but that seems pointless because he seems to have brought everyone with him so i don't know what that's for i also don't know why if he wanted to actually like kill everyone on this island he wouldn't just like pick up the bridge and drop it on the island yeah that's what i was like you're basically just I mean, drop magneto is, is is one of the most powerful mutants in x-men drop a I, whole boat on alcatraz go steal a nuke i don't just do anything yeah, i mean just yeah you don't and that and then, like you said, the thing that got me is, so they show up, and his plan is basically, like, the siege of Stalingrad. Just everybody run forward and hope that yeah. nobody dies. We have no resources, so everyone just throw your bodies at these and, military men. And he actually really? stops Juggernaut, and he's like, whoa, 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 let the pawns go first. And it's like, you're really painting a very confusing picture of Magneto. He cares about only one mutant himself, and that's not really his character. And that's not his character, at least in the he other be- two movies. Yeah, he becomes like a like a classic movie Bond villain. Yeah, he, he's yeah, he's like, like he sends all these other mutants to be turned into humans and die and basically be dead to him. And he just stands there. It's like, dude, you can you have like eighty two cars behind you. Why'd you wait so long to start throwing them at people? Yeah, not to mention ask one of the the mutants that he's with to like do the one power that breaks all the guns like just like do yes. all the do the good stuff up front you ever played a video game before Maggie? and also i'm pretty sure they used the plastic guns thing when you were in the plastic prison you had to see it coming yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think he was just going senile i think once he lost mystique who was i guess his like intel like he yeah, who, no yeah. Way of knowing yeah. Anything. maybe it was like a, that was like the subplot is like he was senile and she yeah. was like whispering to him what to do the whole time but and then that was really because... dumb that she like turned on him and they were like, oh, a woman scorned. I was like, come on, guys. This yeah, is... she she gives him up. 
But then somehow he also knows they're coming, which I was like, I don't know how that both those work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who's yes. who, who, who tipped you off now, if, you, if not Mystique? Because let me tell you, Porcupine Guy isn't going undercover. So uh, Also, the, the thing that confused me was they were like, oh, she's spilling the beans on everything. And it's like, but what does she actually know? Because she was in prison before All he right. went and recruited everybody. Fine, I'll tell prison. you everything. Magneto, he can, he can control metal. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't like humans. He's in the woods. He's squatting in the woods <laughs> with a bunch of guys trying to make moonshine. Uh, also, isn't it great that they cast and use multiple man? Thank God. Thank yes. God they got him in there. Thank God. I mean, they used him real well. I know. What a waste. And then at the end, too, I was like, when he, like, he's the diversion. He's like, sorry, guys. I was like, could they at least shoot him with one of those darts? Because he's just a smug ass. <laughs> I don't, the whole thing. And then. When uh, they start attacking the the lab, and they're like, our military's 30 minutes away. He's like, thank God have mercy. It's like, you're not there, man. You only say that when you're like, the nukes are in the air, and we can't stop them. He's just going to kill, like, 100 people? I mean, I know that's bad, but it's not like it's the end of time that if you... And they have like, this cure, guys. It's, it's also not like a government facility. It's yes. like a private corporation. It, it's not, he's not even attacking, like, I know you have troops there, but it's not a military base. No, and, 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 and at best, he's going to stop you from having the cure, and then he's going to leave? Yes. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the it's And then not you'll the just end. be like, well, it's a lab. We can synthesize the enzymes. So. Yeah, it's not the end game, my dude. Relax. Uh, I also love that like, you know you can trust a company when they rent Alcatraz to turn it into a lab. Nothing fucking <laughs> shady about that. No, like it's the most secure location on earth it's no it's not it's right it's in the really middle of not. a bay of a very trafficked like water Pe- inlet people who were trapped on alcatraz got out that's <laughs> like, <laughs> like anyone can get to it if they own a there's boat. a whole there's... movie about a guy building an inflatable boat and leaving <laughs> and it's also though it's like it's in a it's in public water it's not like the river the bay that it's in is inaccessible like no boats can go into it if you own a boat you can get to it it was just so weird. And then they act like, too, they're like, it's impossible to reach. It's like, it's not really that far away from the mainland. <laughs> you could come I, up with any number of ways to reach it. I mean, at best, if you're going to, if you're going to, like, uh, use uh, Alcatraz as, like, a, as, like, a location in, um, in, 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 in an X-Men movie, at least, like, at least do, like, a throwback to, like, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the time that Alcatraz was occupied by Native Americans. It's an undertold story. It's an excellent story, though, uh, about when like Native Americans in like the seventies took Alcatraz and and kept it for like three years as a protest. Like that's cool. Do that with mutants or something. Like this, this is nothing. Like I don't, you know what I mean. Like this is yes. This this is just a big uh, uh, set piece that ultimately doesn't. It doesn't even have that much of cool fighting in it. Like it has zero bunch, cool fighting in it. Other a than bunch watching of mutants, Wolverine just continually stab people in this movie. Yeah, because it's what drives me crazy is, like, Logan's powers are restricted by the fact that, you know, he's just a big, like, short man with claws. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he, can just only attack someone, he can only attack someone near him. That's, like, his limitation. But he yet, yet uses that to go into frenzies, to be thrown, to jump on people. He does interesting stuff. Again, Storm, nothing. No lightning, no blasts of, like, tornadoes, not a thing. Um, even Magneto, the best he does is he moves the bridge flips a few cars end of story uh he, he he finally figures out to use a bunch of pieces of metal as shields but only once 
Um, yeah, yeah, and then doesn't throw those at people. The sharp see, pieces of like corrugated metal. We never see Rogue kicking any ass. Beast does some like. Some well, Rogue's fun gone fight. by that point. She's not right. Even Rogue's the movie. gone. Beast does some fun fighting at that point. Cyclops is dead. Mystique is gone. Tap. You out see, of the movie. you see Colossus because I assume this movie cost so much money to make the creepy mannequins at the beginning that they had no money for. That's why I assume the special like the fight scenes are so bad. Is they must have just blown their money on de-aging everybody at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because Cyclops looks like... Or it's like Colossus looks straight garbage when he's Colossus. And he they does. only show him like four times when he's made of metal. And I think it's because they were like, this is too expensive. And Angel does nothing. He saves his dad. The guy nothing. who arguably has caused all the problems. The guy who created a final solution for mutants. He's got to rescue that guy. The guy who is basically the rich white businessman who's upset his son is gay. (laughs) And like we're like, oh, thank God he lived. He didn't learn a lesson. He's a fucking piece of shit. He has a child under house arrest. I don't understand how that's legal. At one point, when McCoy goes to see him, she's like, we're adhering to all the laws. I don't think there's any law that says you can keep a kid locked in a lab. So you could pull his blood out continuously. His parents aren't even there. I'm going to check the books. That does not sound like it's probably legal. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I feel like they've made several movies about people locking people up against their will where it is a crime in those. Uh, yeah, so th- I also uh, did like at the end when that kid shows up at, at Xavier's school. And I was like, cool. Nothing like a school that's supposed to teach you how to use your mutant powers. And there's one kid who just cancels out everyone's powers. It's time for the danger room. Oh no, we've got Leech with us. Yeah, that's gotta be like a really, that's gotta be like a really upsetting like premise to, to have uh, in your school is like people who are trying to get accustomed to their powers like walk past a certain like a certain dorm room and yeah. suddenly think their powers go away. Also, really good for people who are like having a hard time adjusting to who they are now, being able to like go stand next to a person and be normal again. I'm sure that does great for their uh, <laughs> their yeah. developing minds. That's gonna that's gonna fuck with you a little bit. There was also something else I noticed in this movie at the end is uh, Jean Grey's melty power is the exact same special effect almost as the Thanos snap. So come on, Marvel, get it together. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. I mean, keeping keeping with uh, with with trying to even keep some notes that are positive, um, I did think like the scene where Wolverine realizes he's the only one who can like approach her because the fact that as she like shreds people, uh, he can he can regenerate. I don't know. That's and then of course it's also Wolverine who's got a relationship a relationship that is not developed with Jean uh, to make this scene impactful. But no, there's know, that great scene where she uses her mind to whip his belt off yeah I, that was I, one of my favorite special you know effects. what I, I was about to try and uh i was about to try and do some defense of this movie but now i'm thinking that at some point they had to have hugh jackman hold still while they tied fishing wire to his belt so it could come off really quickly so he could fuck gene gray oh I, I, think, I think i'm all done i think i'm all I, done i don't think that's a practical effect i think they probably paid twelve thousand dollars <laughs> to create a fictitious cgi belt getting whipped out because they were too stupid to be like is there a way we can just pull a belt out of a person's pants really fast <laughs> uh i was just looking through my notes my uh, my last uh, just random note was when oh. Warren goes to escape after he's before he's about to be uh cured and he like runs and goes at that window i was like if this was real life 
he would jump and just smack into that and fall backwards. Those windows are like an inch thick that high yeah. up on a building, so yeah. you can't fall through them. Does Angel have any other powers, actually, now that I think about it? No, so he also could have just had his wings surgically removed at any point in time. <laughs> would have just had some weird scars. I mean, I know he becomes Archangel at some point, but I'm just trying to figure out if he's ever have if he, if he no, has any his, decent... I mean, maybe later on when they introduce this, like, the questionable second mutation thing in the X-Men books, like, in the early 2000s, where mutants would have, like, a second mutation, and suddenly they would get new powers, which is, like, really dumb. Um, when they introduce that, he may have gotten more powers, but before then, he just had wings. And he was huh. of, like, average strength because he, he worked out. Because he was rich, so he didn't have to work. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, my, but the other note I had in here is during during the Alcatraz fight. <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking scene. Wolverine shreds like that guy's arm, and then he grows it back and punches him. Oh my god! Yes. And then he does it again, and he just punches him again, and then Wolverine kicks him in the balls and says, "Regenerate those." And the guy's uh, da- down for the count for the rest of the movie. He doesn't appear again. He's presumably dead now. Um. That's all I can assume. Or he just shattered his nuts with his adamantium ankles or whatever. But my only thing I can wonder is, is that guy's power really only to regenerate his arms? Well, my thought was, oh, they grew back, bro. He's just going to get up and stab you in the back. It was it was one of those lines where you know the person who wrote it came in like Monday morning in the writer's room and was like, guys, I thought of the best Wolverine bit. And, like, they all laughed and then smoked cigars afterwards. And then, you know, Brett Ratner harassed an intern. <laughs> they called yeah. it a day. But yeah, just, it was just so bad. Done. It was, like, it had none of, like, the joke moment. Like, I think they were trying to create another, like, one-liner for Wolverine. Like, you know, in the first movie where they're not sure if he is Mystique. And Cyclops is like, how do we know it's really you? And he's like, you're a dick. And he's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. You know, and you're like, oh, that Wolverine, he's a card. I think they wanted to do that, but they just did the first one somebody suggested. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not quite what happens when you when a frog gets struck by lightning. Oh God, yeah, it's. God damn it! I don't know though. In a way, <laughs> that one is better. Um, but but I just have to wonder: is is Regenerate Man just Regenerate Arm Man? Do you think like Do you think? Yeah, like, oh, it's just God. one specific. Uh... I have to ask like. How did he find out that his arm is regenerating? Well, I can tell you. You know when you were a kid and they were like, don't stick your arm outside of a bus because I knew a kid who got it ripped <laughs> off? He was that kid. He was that kid, but it came back. I'm going to research Regenerate Arm Man from X-Men. Because also, did he figure out, hey, my arms grow back. Uh, oh, his name is Starfish? Oh, fuck. Oh, you. no, no. <laughs> Do not like... Do you think he then cut off his like leg, like like to try out that, and then discovered that it was just the arms? Yeah, so he's just like walking around with uh, <laughs> one leg, like ah, fuck this, this stupid mutant. Yeah, I always wonder sometimes, like in these mu- like when they introduce mutant powers, I always think, how did this person casually find this out? Because you'd be taking a big chance, like figuring out if you have some power. You know, like, if you're like Nightcrawl and you're like, could I go into a room I can't see? It's like that's a pretty big like yes because if it don't work you dead like i would just be like i'm cool just being able to move kind of forward in a direction i can see uh the end of this movie too there's a couple of really like pointless reveals uh there is magneto at the end gets d or gets cured so he's no longer a mutant 
and uh, and then somehow escapes from Alcatraz. <laughs> I didn't understand that because we see him next. He's just hanging out in the park playing checkers. I was trying I, to figure that out. Is, is I was like, how did he get like away? A... They run an island full of military. <laughs> is that supposed to be like a white collar prison or something? That no, in? he was just because there was just regular people in the background. Like, is that what it was? I was so confused. Yes, by he that. was just like one of those old guys who go to the park in uh, like Central Park and play checkers. Yeah, and, and, and don't. Also, I don't think I don't think Magneto can go incognito. I had to say that um, because I mean he very publicly tried to kill everybody like three times. Like, yes, I, mean... I feel like it, yeah, and he and also what is he living on? He can't yeah. possibly have any money, <laughs> so... and his powers are gone, so he's not like he's not like somehow but, like robbing banks or something. So, like in the scheme of this movie, I would say fifteen minutes have elapsed since he's lost his powers. And at the very end, he's looking at the metal che- like chest set he has, and he makes it kind of wiggle, and that's how the movie ends. And in my mind, I was like, "These fuckers really thought they were gonna make another one of these." <laughs> like, yeah. Well, don't. Did you they clearly, credits? they clearly had to know that there wasn't gonna be another one because this is two separate movies just crammed together. Uh, did you stay for after credits? My oh friend? yeah, the after credits scene I love is this weird throwaway line in the beginning, where we get to see remote control eyes kid. Uh, turn on the VHS tape player they still have and to see that there's a I, I couldn't understand a thing where she, he was like this is an interesting case this person's brain dead it's like well this isn't an interesting case I'm like I'm not trying to be mean but like that happens it's not like it's a rare occurrence where you're like yeah, it's a, oh my god this person's brain dead that's the first time it's ever happened it's a pretty weird thing to discuss in mutant school Yes, I and I was like, what, and I was like, was the class even about ethics? Because he's like, could we, if we could transfer somebody else's consciousness, should we be able to? What are the rights? You know, what's the ethics? And then at the end of the movie, we find out Professor X's answer is, fuck ethics. I'm taking over this guy's body. <laughs> it's mine now. I'm back. And such a pointless, I, I could not figure out why I was supposed to care. It's like the movie undid everything, but Mystique and Cyclops who I guess both of them maybe were like, we won't come back no matter what. It was very weird. And and if it, it's been a while since I've seen what comes next, but I'm pretty confident they ignore everything from this film. Is that right? Well, the only thing that kind of comes up is, if you'll recall in Days of Future Past, the original X-Men cast is in it. And when Wolverine travels back in time and succeeds... He shows up at Professor X's school, and Jean Grey is alive. And so they imply that she at least died once, whether it was in Last Stand or in X2. But the implication is that the timeline of the original X-Men movies transpired in the days of the, and created the Days of the Future Past storyline until, Magne- until Wolverine fixed it. And so when he comes back, there's a new timeline now where all the X-Men are alive and happy. Good. Actually, you know what? It must be because he seems surprised that Scott's alive, too. So they must be saying that X3 happened, which he should immediately go tell Professor X. Jean Grey has this evil thing inside of her, and she can kill anyone. Wolverine's just looking around and be like, hey, where's... This is crazy. You guys are all back. Where's Brett Ratner? Brett who? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It it is the perfect timeline. (laughs) It is the perfect time. Has Woody Allen made any more movies? No, of course not. <laughs> oh my god. That would be insane. <laughs> we've known about his we've known about all of his various sex crimes for years. <laughs> what do you mean? He, he married his own stepdaughter. 
Why would we keep letting him make movies? So Roman Plansky can't make movies. No, we never saw any more of those either. Because for some reason, people keep giving a convicted child molester money to make films. Oh, fuck. If Hollywood we, blows. We, we can only dream. We can only dream. Uh, however, it, it, in my in my dream of dreams, I didn't watch this movie or have well, to watch any of the forthcoming X-Men films. I feel like, though, Days of Future Past is setting up to be like, we did you guys a favor, the fans. This movie makes it so those other movies never happened. You never have to think about them again. They've been wiped out of your timeline. It's so funny to me when directors have to do that. They have to like appease the fans by making something, a movie that directly references the old movies and then directly erases them from existence. Yes, very weird. So I think that's our last stand on uh, X-Men Last Stand. Terrible. <laughs> Uh, I'm booing myself. So I think that's going to be it, unless you had anything else you wanted to throw in real quick. Pogues, what's your, what's your weak-ass uh, mutant power? See, mine is, um, my mutant power would be that I sleep really well. Like, I sleep really well. Like, soundly well. Okay, that would actually be a great mutant power. I would love but, to have but that doesn't help anybody, you know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. just, I, I would never cure it. I just, like, I always, like, I go to sleep directly when I plan to, and I wake up feeling pretty good. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm yeah, also that's a still person. that's still a pretty great. That's a horseshit power. mutant power. Yeah, that's that's what I think my mutant power would be. Well, my You're... mutant. Are we saying like my actual mutant power? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because um, I, I know your one of your lesser powers is being able to quote any and all Simpsons episodes. Yeah, I, I think impressive. I think actually my mutant power is the fact that I can watch a sitcom maybe once and remember enough of it to reference it continuously. <laughs> By to the God, point that's... where people are alarmed by my ability to do it. <laughs> my God, he's a level five. Yeah, uh... I think I think I'm on a spectrum. It's just not the mutant spectrum. <laughs> oh, perfection. Uh, well, with that, uh, that's well, all we have. For... Real quick, would you recommend people watch X-Men oh, right. Stand? I don't know. Like, like I said, we have seen some pure hot trash, and this isn't... This is just like loud, noisy, and uncreative. But there are moments where like the the, the, the the mutant power usage is interesting. And like I said, there are moments where they're prepping up interesting ideas and the casting of certain characters is so good that it just like can't be ignored. So it's like I think maybe if if you saw the other ones and you want to keep like following these characters, maybe. But honestly, if you're if you're asking if this is a reason to get into the older X Men films, no, no, it is not. I would say don't bother watching it. Okay. I, I I remember thinking when I saw this in theater because I only ever saw it one time when it was in theaters, and I remember leaving being like that movie was really bad. It was funny, and so like I I I was remembering it the way I remember Batman and Robin, which is a movie that I know is like one of the worst movies ever made, but I love it because it's so bad. It makes me yeah, laugh. Like it's so I fun to laugh to at. It. It's like, I love the first Time Cop movie. It's terrible. It's really bad, and I find it enjoyable. This movie is just really boring. It's very poorly written. It's very poorly paced. It's not a good representation of the characters from the comics or the previous movies. And so, like, it's just not... It's not even worth watching, because I don't even think... even I mean, like, if me and you would watch it together, I'm sure we would have had fun, like, laughing at it. But I don't know if it's worth it. Like, there's better movies to watch and make fun of. You know, so I would just say don't waste your time. So I guess that's it. Uh, If you come back next week, we'll have a mini-sode. 
where we'll tell you what movie is up next. As usual, if you have a suggestion for a film, leave it on our SoundCloud, our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, all of which are at NAOSPod. That's it. <laughs>